personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of Monarch Astrology and Magic of the Spheres podcast, and I'm back to talk with you about the new moon in Cancer that's exact that's happening, I mean, on July 17th, 2023 at 11:32 a.m. And this new moon will occur in a close opposition to Pluto retrograde in the last degree of Capricorn. Pluto works to deepen, to intensify, to x-ray vision, to reveal that which it touches. Pluto relates to power and power dynamics, forces of nature, life and death, alchemy and transformation. So we just had Pluto move into Aquarius, but then it retrograded back into Capricorn, and that's where I'm used to Pluto being. And so every time we have Cancer season, we have this sun opposition to um, Pluto. And as I've been tracking it, these codes open and reveal themselves around the um, deep, unconscious, subconscious layers that happen in attachment. You know, Cancer is about our... um, emotional intimacy and close bonds and family and how you know it runs deep in terms of our earliest core memories it also is in our dna in our ancestry um and it is extremely biological also it's like other other animals besides humans form these bonds and these family groups and whatnot so there is something deep about it and of course we have our emotional complexities and dramas and all these deep things that happen around it. But if you follow the thread, it just keeps going and going. So an angle that we're going to take for it this time um, is, well, I'll get there. Let me back up a little bit. I have my notes, you know. So one of the first things that comes to mind for me thinking about this new moon in Cancer opposite Pluto and Capricorn is the inherent regressive quality. So regressive is in going back to a younger version of ourselves, childhood, for example. Um, This inherent regressive quality that can show up in relationships with authority figures, experts, or powerful others, right? And the reason that I'm thinking about this is because Pluto and Capricorn could, you know, represent a powerful authority figure. It represents a lot of different things, but that's one image that comes up. And it's in the opposition aspect to cancer, the sun and cancer, that is. So that kind of like sitting across the room from someone who is an authority figure, right? And you can also flip it. If you are on the side of being the authority figure, I'm sure you've mapped and tracked different patterns that show up, right? Where it's like, you're you as this authority figure, but some people are really kind of scared around you and try to impress you or please you. And other people are kind of like rebellious and try to challenge you. And, you know, like you're gonna get different archetypes of how people respond to you without even really knowing you that well at first even. It could just be the projection that they have upon you because of this position of power that you hold, you know? Or if you're on the other side of it, you know, having a meeting with your boss or meeting with your therapist, 
It's like this charged encounter with a, another person, right? But I was thinking about it in terms of psychotherapy, right? That like this dynamic is even utilized is my understanding in therapy, right? That the therapist has knowledge, knows that just their presence, they, you know, the kind of container of the dynamic and the role that they're playing can trigger the client's parental material and that the therapist might become a projection screen for unresolved dynamics with either or both parents at some point in the therapeutic relationship. And when that starts to happen, that's when stuff really starts to cook and things are going to get alchemized, right? Like when those projections start to happen. This is also material that arises in intimacy and close connections our attachment style and how this has been informed by our early life conditionings and traumas. So this would differ. The example that I used where there was like a really clear role of a power deferential in terms of, um, you know, therapist, client or boss, employee, right? In um, relationships, there's, um, you know, we could think of like the Libra. This is, you know, we're talking about Capricorn, but Libra square, like, equality, right? Or are there power struggles in the relationship? Or are both people, you know, likely able to, or it's possible that their early like life material will get brought up through the context of the relationship. So at some points, one person's inner child may be kind of acting up or both at the same time, which can be challenging. Um, but there wouldn't be such clear um, authority and subordinate if that's it's not really the word i want um roles right like it's it's a relationship anyway right so i hope you get what i'm what i'm painting here is just the sun and cancer opposite pluto and capricorn there's something about how we relate to a person a figure who's bringing up this material or if we are playing the role of the person who is triggering that material for someone else could be an experience around this lunation. Um, but as I was writing this, I got an image of a Russian doll, the little matryoshkas, I think is how you pronounce it. So I'm reminded of this reality that different versions of ourselves in time stay on with us, right? So our personality isn't always acting from the present moment and age. Sometimes we respond to an event or a trigger with a four-year-old version of ourselves, for example, front and center. So I find that really fascinating because there was a little while where I just wasn't necessarily thinking about that, and it's become a lot more present in my field. And um, just the other you know, colleagues, other students, people that I'm around and working with and whatnot, people that I'm learning from, that presence this a lot more, this kind of um, inner parts work. and. Within that, I kind of got resensitized to this awareness that people aren't always acting their age, right? Like, and that sounds actually really obvious now that I say it out loud, like, of course, right? But moments come up where a, you know, person who is biologically an adult, in that moment, they're kind of eclipsed by this very young version of themselves. And the trick here is seeing, you know, having the psychological self-awareness that that's even happening as opposed to operating from that and not knowing. So welcome back to my YouTube channel. I have been gone a little bit, um, but I am 
I'm figuring out how I want to share and maybe some things I can do to um, make posting videos easier on my end, like logistically or like getting some help with the uploads or things like that. So I'm looking into that, but I was getting this like urge, like, you know, it's time to show up on here more. So I'm here. But if you are new here, um, do subscribe to my channel and hit the notification bell so that you know when new videos come out. For everyone who's watching this, please like this video. It is really supportive for the channel and for me, and I appreciate it as energetic exchange. And with that, no, I do have a few announcements. I have two announcements. So one is that I'm speaking at Astro Bash, a in-person evolutionary astrology conference this autumn. I will leave the link in the notes for you to learn more about it, but I'm gonna be giving a presentation and I would be so excited to hang out with you in person. Um, I am opening up spaces for six or 12 month mentorships with me to work together in a longer container. So as opposed to a one-off astrology reading, which I love doing, um, we get to explore your chart and the themes around it through time. Um, and I combine astrology, but many sessions we put the chart aside, but we keep referencing back to it. Um, astrology, transits, coaching, and I also bring in various tools like visualization and the Akashic records. So you can send me an email, sabrina at monarchastrology.com to inquire, um, to ask me more about it, to express your interest, and we can get on a call about it. I have a current reading special called Vessel of Time. There's limited sessions available. This session is about letting processes and emotions we are currently holding or have been holding move through us and awaken and teach us in their movement. Life is and always has been seeking to just move through us, but we have various layers of conditioning, protection, or personality that seek to manage and control that flow. So vessel of time is in the spirit of allowing life to unfold through us rather than stop or pause or stagnate life. So this session includes pointed and catalyzing conversation, guided and intuitive movement, and digestion with the natal chart and or transits. Our natal chart and transits pierce every area of life, and this session is for exploring how that's moving through your body. Um, as well as, you know, this kind of internal Russian doll of like these different parts of you or different moments in time. We will uncover a spot that wants to unfold and open and give it expression. Afterward, I'll offer a reflection about what moved and how the pattern or process exists in the natal chart with guidance on how to keep relating to those planets and aspects. These sessions have been a journey. I really love, um, you know, going into most sessions where I work with astrology, we start with the chart and we have like a conversation about it. These sessions, Vessel of Time, we start with the material and like really get into like a visualization um, and embodiment space. And then the chart comes alive in this whole other, whole other way. So this is a special, um, you can find the link in the notes to book that. And then I have my evolutionary fusion readings, and these are 75-minute readings grounded in my decade-plus specialty of evolutionary astrology, which resources Pluto on the lunar nodes to get a glimpse into the major themes and life of the soul. And then I include a bunch of asteroids, find the ones that are prominent for you, um, and incorporate the Greek myths involving them, these asteroids. And the session ends with some kind of integration like EFT tapping, visualization, Akashic records, something that feels in flow and supportive for what came up in the session. 
So you can also find the link to book that in the notes and I will get back into our new moon in Cancer. So a possible invitation of this new moon is to sharpen our psychological awareness and sight. I've noticed that the simple question, how old is this part of you, often yields honest answers, right? So in a moment of distress, you feel like yourself, but with that question, you notice you're actually a teenager right now or a child. I've been on both ends of asking this question and being asked it, and it's really interesting the cognitive shift that happens when you're just in the moment and you get asked, like, how old is this part? The agenda, if you will, of an emotion is to be felt all the way through, right? Energy in motion, emotion. But at different times in life, we encounter emotional frequencies that are larger or more overwhelming or beyond than our capacity to meet or to hold it. I've definitely been there in terms of having feelings that I don't know how I can deal with. And in fact, in those moments, I didn't deal with them. I put them away and had to unpack them later. So as you know, we grow and expand and open to holding more of these emotions and sensations, we gain capacity to process things in real time um, as opposed to having to compartmentalize them. But you know, when we don't have that um, capacity, we, the psyche compartmentalizes it. It's a natural mechanism. And this is actually a shadow of Pluto and Capricorn potentially being illuminated in our own psychic lives at the moment, that of compartmentalization and how the material that is ready to be unpacked is making its way through our emotions or symptoms. And I don't mean shadow here as in like negative or taboo or something like that. I mean shadow as in like unseen or unconscious. So, um, you know, it's quite likely that something we've compartmentalized in the past we didn't realize we were compartmentalizing it in the moment. Sometimes we know. Sometimes it's a conscious decision of like, yeah, I can't deal with that right now. Like, I'm going to just survive, you know? But a lot of these things, we didn't make that as a conscious choice. And so when it's getting triggered or reactivated, we don't necessarily make the connection unless we really go in and um, start to let it move. So compartmentalization can mean that we build a wall from feeling something and being taken under by it, you know, like one of the deep, the kind of like pull of Pluto and Capricorn, it's like tossed in between like wanting control at all costs or like the kind of secret turn on of losing control and just being like free of that burden, right? But there's like a push and pull, like a terror about losing control. So if there's something like a super powerful emotion that we think will annihilate us, a part of the psyche can compensate for that by making sure we don't feel it and we kind of put up a wall. So part of compartmentalization can be like directing our energy into more reasonable seeming pursuits, right? Also, I've done that before of like, let me just go like work on my excellence, you know, um, or let me go to grad school. Um, I say that actually like super like cavalierly, but um, that kind of process for me, I remember not knowing what to do with myself and being like, well, I may as well do something worthy with my time. And then the farther along I got, the more it just actually revealed to me through my direct experience that I had to go back and feel certain things and retrieve those things 
um, to be able to have the life that I was seeking to have through, you know, what I thought would be like, oh, I just do these great things and then it'll it'll be great. Um, But there was like emotional retrievals that needed to happen. So sometimes there is a process of becoming stronger or more able to deal with the material, um, but often forget people often people forget to unpack what they packed away or they don't really know how. At this point, the successes of compartmentalization begin to run dry. Essentially, there is a deeper and richer life to lead when we do not leave parts of ourselves frozen behind in time that we endeavor to, in gentle and true timing, allow stalled processes to complete. Sometimes this is as simple as making contact with our inner child and giving them something they needed a long time ago. Other possibilities for this new moon could be contending with any split we feel internally or interpersonally around softness, vulnerability, being taken care of versus toughness, holding it together, covering others and providing, right? Like the soft gooey mess or like the hard one in control who's like dominant and competent. Each side um, at an extreme has its psychological vulnerability. So the soft and taken care of one may feel prone to codependency, right? Wanting the cover of a stronger other, um, incapable of doing things outside of their comfort zone. And they may also desire to grow past that and to um, grow up in certain spots. And this softer side, so uh, this is all like cancer coded, um, I think there can also be a real intelligence in the gentleness like if there is a sense of i'm going to put myself through this like supportive growth process and it's going to be um you know there's a a knowing that you don't have to do everything like super hard um or go the hard way to get the best results that you can like grow in a supportive environment too Whereas Capricorn kind of likes to grow in hostile environments where you have to like um, do the hard thing and like it's like more boot camp almost kind of energy. And so this personality, this like softer, um, sensitive personality can feel very undernourished where they have not sourced care. They may also attract rescuers successfully um, from their place of need but feel enabled here ultimately. And I don't say rescuers as in like, like, oh, yay, rescuers. It's like um, not necessarily great to be rescued. This personality archetype does know how to receive care and support, which can be hard for many, and does know how to access softness. There may be places where strength training and capacity building is needed to grow and to develop further. Some comfort zones need to be graduated from. Alternately, the tough provider one may have a difficult time receiving or trusting that people are competent enough. And since they're not, like I may as well just do it myself since no one else can do the job right. This one can also be prone to codependency as the savior or rescuer type. This type can also have shame about their own perceived weaknesses and not a lot of receptivity around allowing other people to care for them in those spots. While this personality type, you know, the tough or the hardened one, does not need to sacrifice quality or excellence, which they have likely strived for, they likely need more compassion and forgiveness for the human dimension of experience. 
as well as really claim their desire to be met by people who are powerful in their own right as well. These characters also exist internally, especially when we use stronger parts of our psyche or personality to compensate for less developed ones. This new moon augurs that we are likely to feel powerful threads of emotion that may elude our immediate comprehension, could come from a younger part of us or an ancestral thread, and that we have the opportunity to take emotionally responsible choices in a meaningful direction that will support our development. Right? So it's like, look at some challenging things, like lean into the Pluto, the alchemy, but um, if you can take responsibility for those unconscious parts and see you know, what track you're on in terms of what you're growing and how you're developing and then take steps in a positive direction, um, that you can do the hard thing and feel like supported and connected to yourself in doing so. Acceptance and self-compassion can go a long way in reorganizing our system in places we have suffered from neglect, whether we felt that from others or whether we imposed it on ourselves by turning away from our own imperfections and pain, right? Like that becomes a form of self-rejection. So part of um, building our capacity to feel is being really present and loving with ourselves in the things that we're feeling. Um, and that really does go a long way to heal what we feel is neglect within. Um, because if we keep turning away from ourselves, chances are we are attracting or kind of receiving that reflection in the mirror in other ways too. So we just went right in. This was kind of like a, an edgy way to talk about the new moon and cancer opposite Pluto, but it was opposite Pluto or it is going to be opposite Pluto. So it felt fitting. But again, like this video if you haven't, leave a comment, I forgot to say, I would love to hear from you and hear um, what resonated with you and how you're doing. And I'll be back soon, I hope, um, on video. But definitely, I am more consistent at this point on my mailing list. So if you sign up in the notes, you'll get my written um, offerings and forecasts also. All right, take care, everyone.